Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got no show's namesake. BJ Shea is on assignment. He warned you. And you guys got three episodes. You're fine. Running the boards is Joey Dees. Hi. On today's show, we're going to talk Magic the Gathering. We're going to talk Mr. Robot. Some other shows, including Stumptown and Runaways. Guess what's coming back? Westworld. Maybe we'll get to some of that more stuff. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. You can uh, get all our podcast blogs and more. more. Or just search for us on, uh, you know, just search BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, iTunes, and radio.com app. Quick disclaimer we are what? currently having, phys- uh, what is it? Technical difficulties with our Facebook page. I've had a few people ask, hey, what's going on? Yeah. We're having some technical difficulties. They're getting it worked out. So we'll be back soon with that. No stress uh, uh, from us on that. So don't stress yourselves out. But if you want to contact us and you want to get that, uh, uh, you know, send us a message or anything, bggeeknation at gmail.com is a super simple way to do that. Also, leave us reviews uh, on your podcast machine, uh, whichever way you get it through uh, whatever podcatcher, if it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any of those. You can leave a five-star review. You just go to the reviews. You can click that. And if you leave a review and let us know about it, like a wordy one that has you know words in it, uh, including some people like Caesar, who uh, did say did say a re- some really nice stuff to us. He said, they get nerdy, but not too nerdy and delightfully informative and a lot of fun. If you send a screen cap and uh, let us know about that, we'll send you a completely random comic book that I got from Destiny City Comics when they had the gold me there with Ethan HD. And uh, we'll have a little placard in there that we signed and send it to you. Uh, we sent some of those out for the new year. So if you want to do that, go ahead and do that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not above bribing uh, anyone out there. <laughs> it's Comments. not bribing. It's rewarding. Ah, rewarding. I like the way you put that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's start with some TV talk. And we're just going to kind of run down these a little bit. But one of the biggest things right now is that after two years, Westworld, is returning. Yes. March fifth. Really been two years. Yeah. Holy yeah. Crap. This is uh, and I completely for- I completely forgot about them even doing something until Joe was like, "Hey, hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? We're about to get really confused again." Yeah, we were supposed to have to wait to May, but not anymore. No. Aaron Paul's going to be in the season. It looks yes. like from and, Breaking Bad. Yeah, and uh, running with him because we don't know what he's going to be, but apparently he's going to be a criminal. Okay. His partner in crime. American football player Marshawn Lynch. What? Yes. Huh. What? Marshawn Lynch is in Westworld? The, I've checked. Like, I've done a couple of different resources. I got this from Men's Health, which is a recent uh, article, and I even looked up on the wiki and some casting news from other places. Marshawn Lynch is going to be... He's going to be in Westworld. He's going to go beast mode. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at the teaser right now online. He looks so bad. I know. Is it going to be Beast World? 
Oh, awesome. <laughs> with Skittles. I, oh my God, I really, really hope this is real. I know, right? Uh, coming back will be Charlotte, uh, Tessa Thompson, Dolores, Evan Rachel Wood, Bernard, Jeffrey Wright, Maeve, Thandie Newton, and Stubbs, which is uh, Luke Hemsworth, the older yes. Hemsworth brother. Wait, didn't uh, Tessa Thompson die in the last season? Uh, I mean, they still have to use her body because I think and... what we remember, I think, was Dolores transferred herself into Tessa Thompson's like body look like. And that's the problem. I got to go back and like, oh, at least yeah. look at the wiki on the. We need to like, and rewatch all these. Another thing, too, is the fact that there were so many different timelines that were converging and going around. They can easily make this happen. Very true. And so uh, I'm just excited to have it come out and be completely confused up until like the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bringing the real world real world into it now, right? Because yeah. they have to, May don't they? got out, right? Yes. She took yeah. the train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, was, oh, it Maeve? was it Maeve that got in her body or was it Dolores? The Dolores Maeve, it's a combination. Yeah, no you know, at this point, I think I'm just going to have to go binge season one and season two. Yes. A, to remember <laughs> what the hell's going on, and B, to remember how confusing it's going to be, no matter you what. have my money again, HBO. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope. I love Marshawn Lynch, not because he was just on our, you know, he's on the, our local team. We mm-hmm. are, like, I'm going to say I'm a Seahawks fan. Joe, not so much. Nope. He's, he lives here, but he's not a Seahawks fan. Rev, you're a Seahawks like fan by proxy. You're, you're Seahawks fan by proxy. I enjoy sports in terms of watching the game and eating the snacks and eating the snacks and having people come over and watch it. I, I have no vested interest in any teams, but I'll wear like a Hawks jersey. So, yeah, I mean, by proxy. Yeah, uh, but apparently, <laughs> exactly. the Westworld wiki. It says uh, he's going to serve as an actor in season three. His character will be a criminal who works with Aaron Paul's character, Caleb, Mm -hmm. but they haven't really specified more. Yeah, and who knows what's going to be going. I kind of imagine those two guys being essentially what the the Westworld workers were. Mm -hmm. The two guys that were doing that were just like, uh, you know, having to deal with Tandy Newton's character, Maeve, getting, uh, you know, becoming sentient and then being forced to go around and do stuff. I love myself a Marshawn Lynch cameo in this, but I honestly think because he's not really an actor and he's got the football, he's got everything going on, but he was retired for a while. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling he's going to be one of those, like, they don't want to make him steal the spotlight. So it's like, I'm going to be here for an an episode, maybe two episodes, and then I'm going to die. I'm going to (laughs) die. You know, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, let's move on from talking about that to getting back to some old stuff. But a show that uh, BJ really loved, and Joe, you, I, I, I know that you've been positive with it as it's been going on. Um, but season four of Mr. Robot has completed. That's right, and you've watched it. Yeah, that's also right. So, how do you feel about it? Uh, I wasn't sure what to think about this season. It's a trip, man. Uh, it, they kind of resolved one of the major storylines in three and then opened with a new one in four. Uh, we follow the main character who's still got multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trying to F society because that was yeah, his, bring uh, it down. Yeah. yeah hacker kind of his, thing. yeah, kind of his uh, Tyler Durden sort of thing. Exactly. On that. Yeah. And uh, he's fighting the big baddie White Rose, who's like a guy, a, a woman trapped in a man's body. Who wants to change the world because you find out later on in this season that she's had a really tough time through life dealing with being uh, homosexual, essentially, mm-hmm. in the, I guess, Chinese government. Oh, that's yeah. not a good thing, too, because, no. yeah, if you followed any sort of news thing, they're one of the countries that really, really clamps down on that stuff. Yeah, so they kind of get into this whole season about alternate timelines and realities, and you don't know mm. what's going on, but you kind of always realize that because... Through the way they tell the story, you know, you, you, there are multiple personalities, so it's multiple Elliots the whole oh, time, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you never know what's really real or not. 
wraps up really nicely. I won't spoil anything for you if you haven't seen it, but they all the uh, you know all the loose ends get tied up. Uh, I would say it felt a little rushed. I feel like the plot development or the character development could have been a little bit more, maybe an episode two or more. And it's a thirteen episode season, but I wasn't sure if this was meant to be more more seasons. And they were just like, hey, you know what? We're only getting one more from USA. We got to wrap it up. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. But even if it was, I'd say they did a great job. I very much enjoyed it. I would I would definitely watch it again. Uh, there's like three different endings because it's just like this isn't like a Bandersnatch choose your own adventure. No, thing. no. Oh, like, okay, I was at the end of episode nine. I'm like, oh, it's over because I didn't tell myself how many episodes there were. I didn't <laughs> you check. Didn't look. You no, didn't I'm like looking like, at anything. No, so I was like <laughs> nine. All right, this show's over. Wait, there's a ten. Eleven. This season's over. Wait, there's thirteen. 13th episode, okay, now it's definitely over. And then it was over. And I'm like, all right, you know what? <laughs> Good on you, you Good know, Mr. You. Robot. You guys did it well. <laughs> uh, but it's a trip, man. You're, you're going to enjoy it. It's kind of like a more completed uh, Legion. Like the, the good guy, <laughs> the good slash bad guy goes through the full hero cycle, except you don't kind of get lost in anything. It all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But a definitely recommendation on that. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and I would even say just because if you're looking at something along the lines, think of like if you're into like video games like Cyberpunk, which I've just found out has been delayed until later this year, until oh, no! September, uh, this is kind of along those lines. It's not in the far future thing, but it's now hackers, cyberpunk sort of stuff. Yeah, it's very much that whole what would happen if you were a genius hacker? What could you do in the world? How could you help the world? And what if the world was fighting you? Because obviously there are also other good hackers in the world. Mm -hmm. And of course you got Rami Malek, who is just amazing. I mean, the dude plays so many characters and the non-emotion slash emotion that he can portray is incredible. So, I mean, go check it out. Love it. Uh, Vicky. Yeah. You've been watching some television that actually have tie-ins with uh, graphic novels slash comic books. Yes. First being Stumptown. So right now I'm still behind. I haven't seen the latest episode because that came out on Wednesday night. And I've been a little busy. But I am <laughs> up to date with everything else. I'm re- I was very apprehensive at first because I was a little worried about Colby Smolders. Yeah. So she was uh, on uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yes. As well as she's been in Avengers and mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. as uh, Maria Hill. That's right. Like, I know she can be a badass. She has proved it in Avengers. So that was really awesome to have that transition. However, I feel like for the exception of her drinking problem, like, I feel like it's a very similar, like, yeah. she's a no take no nonsense mm-hmm. kind of action-y girl. And I would have wished they stuck with the comic, obviously, and gotten a you know an actual Native American actress. Do they address that? Um, because it seems there's like a, there's a lot of Native American influence in it. Okay, like she was like in love with the man uh, who was Native American. Like she went to war, so she's a like a Marine vet. Okay, um, and he died over there, and so she has ties with his family still, and they still blame her for his death because he had gone mm. off, gotten married to someone else, per his mom's wishes. And, but he was still in love with her, and that's why he went to the military to follow her. And he ended up dying over there, I believe, in Afghanistan or Iraq. And uh, so the whole family, like, they're still kind of in contact because she also has a gambling problem. So she's at the casino all the time. Which was a thing that happened in the, the comic. In the comic, and so. I read the first trade, and I really liked it. Um, but it very much is a detective show, but it's still fun. There is that uh, if you have somebody in your life that likes watching kind of like the whole, like, Love triangle and all these other things. Well, they won't they? Yeah, they do. They they do a good enough like job having drama and just, but also enough action and you know it's 
almost like a flavor, or not monster of the week, but they have a new storyline. Baddie of the week sort of thing. Baddie of the week while continuing on with the main storyline, and I think it's well-balanced. And so far, I'm really digging it. uh, Jake Johnson is in it as well. Uh, We know him from The New Girl. That's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Michael Ely is also in this. He plays Detective Miles Hoffman. Uh, You probably recognize him from that show that didn't last very long. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What was it? Uh, Almost Human. Oh, yeah. Yep, he played like the robot-y guy. Um, <laughs> the android, yeah, yes, and that was with uh, I want to call him Judge Dredd or Bones, oh, uh, yeah, but that guy, Carl uh, Urban, Carl Urban, it took me a minute, uh, but uh, it's it's really really it's fun, it's funny, it's got those moments, but it's real too. They actually have situations like, hey, you know what, like we're you you get it in the feels, and she she does a pretty good job. Um, what's the word? Uh, showcasing somebody that genuinely has PTSD. Okay. How yeah. does it compare to like a Jessica Jones? Uh, I like Jessica Jones better because I think you also have that element of, you know, superhero-ness. Um, but it's still a pretty fun watch. If you're not into super superhero-y type things, this is a good comic book show because you got the detective vibe. The one thing I do have to point out and give a lot of props to is the actor Cole Sybus who plays Ansel, which is her younger brother. So this is an actor who has uh, Down syndrome and he plays Ansel so well. And even like the way they treat Ansel, like uh, Dex's older sister played by, you know, Colby, Mm -hmm. she kind of like, he's my baby. I want to baby him. And so the rest, everyone's like, no, he's his own man. Let's, he's 21. Let's treat him like his own man but she's still kind of momming him even though Mm -hmm. there's a moment where like he wants to move out and he moves out with her best friend so he kind of gets that separation but he's still take you know being taken care of yeah and so he's like you're gonna be okay and it's one of those her like he's the one that kind of takes care of her you'll be okay and he got her a keychain that said adult (laughs) (laughs) you'll be okay you got this and it was that switch (laughs) of roles that i thought was super cute and super well done that's awesome uh it's it's uh, it's fun I, I dig it a lot. Um, there's a lot of the whole like, hey, what's, you know, morality involved and just mm-hmm. pain. It's, it's I, I'm digging it. Um, but the other show, another comic book show that I started binging while getting some work done, and it's been out since like December. It's like, been out for a while, yeah, yeah, a yeah. Couple, a couple weeks, <laughs> like maybe a month. Um, I'm finally getting around to it. It is the final season of Runaways. Yeah. Season three. kind of, I don't want to say, oh, season three. So they actually had a good arc on that yeah. at least at that point. I'm only, I thought I was further along because like I binged it all at once, uh, which was nice because I didn't have to wait for the episodes every week. <laughs> uh, but I'm on episode five of uh, ten. Okay. And I'm very excited because on episode eight, it looks like we are going to see some familiar faces mm-hmm. uh, from another show that got canceled. Yep. <laughs> oh, yep. No. And that is, that's Cloak and Dagger, right? Cloak and Dagger, yeah. which in the comics, uh, like especially, like I think the first arc after the whole big reveal happened, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> like you, we, they run into Cloak and Dagger, but Cloak and Dagger are older in the comics. So it's nice to see that they're in the same peer group. Yeah. That um, makes sense. Some of the uh, we have Elizabeth Hurley this season. She's playing like this oh. mysterious character. As of episode five, like you think, okay, well, is she good? Is she bad? She's trying to help, but there's no way she's a good guy. Oh, and so now wow. we're kind of seeing like, oh, what is going on? She's evil. Like it she's looks a like you just helped, but now what's going on? Like everything's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, helped to her own own yes. ends at that point. It's everything's kind of sketch. So <laughs> I, I'm on episode five. They're in some weird world, like a dreamland, alternative reality thing. Where everyone's kind of in their own place, and it's really messed up. It was confusing at first. I'm now understanding it, um, but I'm excited to see the rest. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see how Cloak and Dagger tie into all of it, and if they're just going to stay for one episode. Uh, and I want to see how they wrap it up. So I should finish it by next week. 
Nice. Uh, so I'll talk about it uh, maybe. With more spoilery yeah, stuff. Maybe, and we'll get into all that. Maybe like Monday. Or and, I'd love to, and I'd love to hear your take on that because I know you're a fan of the Runaways. Oh, and yeah. I know you're, and so just, just be able to see. I just bought the latest trade too. So being <laughs> able to see how they deal with that in the show, especially when it's the last season. Right. As opposed to the comic books. It's fun to see that and how they deal with those. Right. And it's very, it's different. It's If you read the comic books, they went a whole different route with a lot of stuff. But it looks like they're kind of rectifying a few things. Like really? that's what it looks like. So if you read the comic books, you know that Nico is a witch. But when you first get, when she first gets her staff, the staff of one, which, you know, spoiler, you kind of see as an Easter egg in Doctor Strange. It's played oh. by a different, like her mom, who would be her mom was played by a different actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but the staff of one is one that like it goes inside of her because it's a magical staff. Her parents were witches. The staff goes inside of her. And so in order to get the staff out, she needs to bleed. So it's like uh, when blood when blood is drawn, the staff of one emerges. It's like the word. Like so, I got chills the first time I saw it. Like come out of her. I was like, oh god, yes! I wish you would have said it, but and it was funny because like in the comics, she didn't want to. She's like, I'm so tired of being this. Like I don't want to have to cut myself. That's so yeah, weird, right? So she came out. It's like, what took you so long? It's like I was in there flossing until I bled. Like just just continuously <laughs> flossing. So I don't think they're going to incorporate this into a storyline because it is for you know. You know, preteens and stuff, they don't want to have any trigger warning or trigger. Yeah. Triggers, I guess. Yeah. Within the show itself. Um, but it looks like uh, she might actually be a witch. The staff at the beginning it turned out to be like a scientific thing. They're using science to do all these spells. Uh, sure. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, works, it's I mean. like it's it takes it's no. <laughs> so I was like, OK, that's very far fetched. <laughs> I just like that. Ah, ah, no. So I'm glad that they're kind of turning around. It's like, no, it actually wasn't a science stick. It is very much a wand. Science stick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, nice. I'm digging it. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, the animations, some of it, like it's like okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I get it. I get that. Uh, this weekend, <laughs> if you are a uh, tabletop nerd, you may know that Magic Gathering's new set, Theros Beyond Death, is out for pre-release. It's the pre-release weekend which means you get your first chance at playing these cards in a limited environment in the probably the most casual tournament atmosphere that you'll be in. So if you're a noob, if you're a pro, whichever thing in between, you can go and play with play these cards, have a good time and do that. Check out your local gaming stores for all of those to check those out. Um, but this is the return to Theros. Last time we were there, the uh, the god Heliod struck down Elspeth, and she ended up down in the underworld, you know, where uh, maybe people die and then maybe they come back. Hence the name Beyond Death. Now, uh, this is returning. Uh, some of the mechanics that are returning are the enchantment creatures. So some of the creatures are, in, they're literally enchantment creatures. So they count as enchantments and for creatures. Sometimes that can be confusing for people. But this is a good play for people to, like, you, you get to learn the cards and learn the mechanics with everyone else. And unless your opponent is a pain in the butt, you really shouldn't have any issues on that. Uh, it's actually kind of exciting. To, I'm kind of stoked to see all the different cards, man. Oh, dude, it's great. It has one of the best flavor mechanics of all time. Escape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's cool because what it does is it uh, there's a cost to it. In Like one of the cards, Elspeth, Sun's Nemesis. So her Planeswalker card when she comes back uh, it is a forecasting cost five loyalty creature or uh, Planeswalker that has only negative effects. And then the escape cost costs six, four colorless and two white. And in addition to that, you have to exile four other cards from your graveyard, but you can cast that card from your graveyard. 
Yeah, you literally have to sacrifice zombies essentially to bring yourself back from the dead, which is you know pretty flavorful. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> amazingly flavorful. And so on that note as well, there are cards that are permanent cards like creatures and planeswalkers that have this, but there are also sorceries. And I may be instance, but there's a couple of them out there, like castable spells. Definitely. And they don't exile. So what you do is you cast it, it goes on the stack, and then it goes back to the graveyard, which means you can do it again. That's right. If you have the other cards to exile. This is an interesting thing. I call this the buffet. The as buffet? Long, yeah, as, as long as you have cards in the buffet, <laughs> you, you, can keep, you can keep eating. Otherwise, you can't eat anymore. <laughs> oh, that's a good call on that. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be some people who's like, I'm going to go to my buffet. Yeah. You're what? Uh, don't worry about it. Joe told me that to say that. Uh, yeah. The graveyard, the graveyard buffet. That's so, right. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, this set looks awesome. Uh, LSV's got some great set reviews on Channel Fireball. If you go there, if you want any little uh, hints at what you may want to do in the sealed pre-release this weekend, uh, I recommend playing black. Black is great. It looks good. They like, uh, they fill the graveyard naturally. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot. And the fun part about this too, it's uh, if you don't know, Theros is basically based off of the Greek gods. Yes, very and similar. the Greek stories. So it was a top-down design, which means that they came up with the theme and the ideas for a lot of the cards and just like name or concept, and then created around that. The gods are back, and at this point, it looks like it's all out war. Yes, very much so. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, because I think the whole story is that Elphaz is trying to come back from the dead. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how the trailer seems. And if you haven't seen the trailer, Wizards has been pumping money Dude, into these things. they make some really good trailers. And I was shocked because I remember watching the first one, I think uh, maybe two or three years ago, and being like, is this a magic trailer? I don't remember these being this amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they very much look like you're about to play a video game. And it was like a War of the Spark, I think, was the one. Yes. Because it showed all the Planeswalkers getting gacked by Nicol Bolas. Yep. And it's like... And they had like a Linkin Park song or something going yep. on with it. And you're like, what is going on? All right. They're pumped. Like you said, pumping some money into this. And it looks like almost it would be in like an animated movie trailer. Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. Which is great. And, you know, uh, they've been killing it, especially thematically in all their sets. Things, they, they work the way they seem like they should work. The, the colors feel very unique. And you're going to have a good time. I mean, again, it's a pre-release like we mentioned. So everyone's learning at the same pace. It's not really about winning prizes. It's more about enjoying the world that Wizards is presenting to you. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely recommend it. I'm going to be playing this weekend. I don't know about you, Rev. Yeah, I forgot about it. And I don't really have anything going on. I might have. Wow, I might have to go back there and play some more magic. It's been a while. Uh, this year has been kind of rough in the tournament scene if you've been following any of that. But Limited is one of those ones where they've really balanced the the sets when it comes to limited of course you're going to have your bombs and a lot of the times especially in sealed it comes into like a hodgepodge you look at your rares and you look at your mythics and just build around that sort of stuff they're really good at making it a playable experience for you for the most part yeah it's awesome and pretty much with the addition of the seventh pack and the extra rare you can play whatever colors you want so if you're one of those people that's like i only want to play green cards then you get to play green cards but if you're one of the people that was more competitive and you're like i want to build the best possible pool? Well, let me tell you, you can help as many of these packs as you want, because there's a lot of thought process to it. I hear it's a slower format as well, so don't be afraid to play some uh, higher casting cost spells. Mm-hmm. But overall, we always say, if you have a problem, just call a judge. They can yeah. always help you if you have any, it, any questions. Yeah, and that's like, and it's not like an indication of anything that your opponent's doing anything bad or that nope, you're nope. a noob or anything, because even if you are, it doesn't matter. Call a judge if you have any question, because they're going to be the ones that are going to help you out. And I always say, if you were in school, just just 
like they're your teacher. You know, they're not mm-hmm. there to be, you know, negative. They're not the police. No. You know? <laughs> Judges aren't police. They're, they're literally there to help you. And a lot of them are Magic fans, too. So, like, they like looking at the cards and figuring out these interactions. Yeah. So. And and if you don't think that something works the way that your opponent does, it doesn't mean they're cheating also. Exactly. What it means is that it's a new set, yeah. there are new cards, and not everybody understands all of the mechanics. Yes, very much so. So go out there, guys. Have some fun. Play some wizard poker and, you know, tell us what your favorite card out of the set is. I'm really liking all of the gods myself. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. I mean, the new Planeswalkers are great. I, there are some, there's a new Phoenix that has uh, Escape that's going to just crush the standard format, I think. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I love it. Well, now we need to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what's going on? Are there any movies? I mean, it's January, so, I mean, it's kind of slim pickings, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you got Doolittle, which is, oh, it's switched in the last couple minutes. It was 14%. Now it's at 13%. Oh, maybe uh, you should do not watch that? I mean, there's bad boys for life if you care. And that's like getting 74% as of right now. It looks fun, but also, I mean, not necessarily Eh, geeky. I'm not not really, I mean, maybe I'll watch it on demand. I don't really care. There you go. Uh, But there is big news that I need to talk about. Mm. Huge news. I am losing my mind. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Guess what's coming to Build-A-Bear. Uh, Baby Yoda! What? All right. Field trip. <clears throat> That's all Heat you need to know. Field trip. We're going. Dude, that is brilliant. I was talking to my roommate. It's like, she's, she's like, I wonder how much they spent on licensing for that. Like, build a bear. And <sighs> it's going. make so much more anyway. Oh, yeah. So it's set to arrive March 1st, but it's now available for pre-order at the price of $24.99. And I'm guessing that's. I don't know if it comes with any clothes or if you have to buy the clothes separate for this particular one. Because well, you just get a burlap sack. <laughs> right. I mean, that's Baby Yoda right there. Because it's, uh, but the whole, like, I like going to Build-A-Bear and, like, yeah. building it and putting the heart in. And this is one of those where I think it's along the same lines as the Iron Man and Thanos bears, where they're mm-hmm. only going to be available, possibly online. And, yeah, you don't build your Yoda. It's just built, and they'll ship it to you. Oh, okay, because that's what I was wondering. Yeah. I'm like, how, why do you pre-order a Build-A-Bear? Yeah, and that was the thing. I almost bought the Thanos Build-A-Bear, so I probably won't end up getting the Yoda one. I'll just, Vicky, that's for you. You can go okay. ahead and do Well, it. it's, I mean, a pre-order for twenty four ninety nine. <laughs> I actually got a little gift card. Last time I spent a bunch of money and I got like a $5 gift card. Oh, there you go. It's under 20 bucks now for so you. So now it's you. Yeah, that may be why I bought some dinosaur sweatpants is because I got a $5 gift card on that. <laughs> that's all you have to do. Just give us a coupon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, but apparently Etsy and Amazon have been flooded with baby Yoda-themed merchandise. Mm-hmm. I saw some at uh, Hot Topic the other day as well. Like everyone was complaining, there's nothing for for Christmas. Like, yeah, that was their decision. Was it a bad decision? I don't know. I don't do math and numbers and money. They had to keep it spoiler free. So if yep. you put that out and you market it, there's going to be there's going to be there's leaks. Always. Hey, like you'll see that with the toys. Uh, a lot of the uh, the little action figures will spoil plots of the movie and people will just put it out there. And so they didn't want to do that with Baby Yoda. They wanted it to be on the download completely. I did buy a crocheted Baby Yoda eh. from a friend of mine <laughs> that may have cost about 20 bucks. And actually with the uh, additional uh, ornament that I got because it was Baby Yoda and the little bassinet carrier thing. So, yeah. I mean, I've already given my money to support local people making crochet Baby Yodas. <laughs> I wonder if they didn't want to compete with the Star Wars movie. They wanted all that merchandise to sell first. And then they're going to sell this Baby Yoda stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Props to John Favreau, man. Yeah, he just keeps knocking ma- it out of the park with everything. Maybe they just didn't even know how huge it would be, but I, I find that- It's a that cute little baby thing, okay? It's yeah, going to be huge. That's, yeah, and again, yeah. 
<laughs> Star Wars is known for selling miniature toys to people yeah. since 1970. Since what? forever? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Banking on that cuteness. Uh, but, you know, speaking of obviously, you know you're going to do well with something like cute and little. You're going to get everyone losing their minds. Mm-hmm. But uh, it got me thinking, I found this article on Cracked, and it's this five weirdly specific movie tropes that are suddenly everywhere. Oh, so the things that, hey, this works, so we're going to use it. And it's just, it's super specific. Use a baby Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Like, for example, number five is mentally ill people love to headbutt stuff now. Yeah. That was in Joker when he was uh, smashing his face uh, when he was in the the white room. Or is it in the phone booth? Oh, yeah. He did in the phone booth, too. Because he he also did it against the glass when uh, he was talking with the lady. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently another one uh, is it. Pennywise does, you know, flexes his crazy by me- methodically smashing through a plate glass window with his bulbous head. I still haven't watched it part one or two. That's a creepy picture. Yeah. Hey, Vicky, uh, movie night? No. <laughs> I don't like clowns. <laughs> yeah, I knew that's where that was going to go. <laughs> I'm okay. Um, but th- yeah, that's a that's a very... Yeah, it's very specific, but I feel like I've seen it everywhere. Mm-hmm. I have as well. Or even if it's not like a, the mentally ill person, it's just even the the evil guy. Yeah, evil or breaking down sort of guy on that. Yeah. Uh, another one that's uh, suddenly everywhere is uh, the funhouse mirror sequences. Oh. The last one that I saw was uh, the Watchmen flashback in the show. Oh yeah. Uh, with the whole Jehovah's Witnesses, who you know, we find out that was Mirror. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Looking glass. Uh, looking glass, yeah. Mirror guy. Yeah, mirror guy. <laughs> the whole thing on Ellen, too. Doesn't she have a whole skit about that where she makes contestants try to run through uh, oh, a house of mirrors, but they just run into the mirrors over and over I again? I they get helmets. <laughs> oh, they do. Uh, I remember it being a huge thing in Us as well. I mean, the whole uh, premise of it was the fact that there are mirror versions. Gotcha. And it was in a fun house where, uh, I mean, you know, watch the movie. Is it well, fun? No. (laughs) But there's also, do you guys see uh, season three of Stranger Things? Yes. That's where uh, Hopper ends up fighting the Russian guy who kind of looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Yes, that's right. And actually did mention us in this one as well. All right, cool. Yeah. They're pretty nostalgic. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, This one, uh, another one, and I feel like this might, I feel like this has been around for a while, but maybe more so because we have an influx of superpowered women, but a superpowered woman smiling after she gets punched. Oh, yeah. Show how badass they are. It's like, you think that hurt? No. So female superheroes like Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel and yes, Scarlet Witch can obliterate, obliterate civilians with magic and Gamora's green, but uh, neither have had a blockbuster film with their name on the title. Um, And now Black Widow is great, but also she's... No longer with us, mm-hmm. so not no a lot of future But we're going to get a Black there. Widow movie, so I think yeah. that's going to happen May first or second. Yeah, and never count out Marvel. They always might bring a character back. You know, there are a lot of superpowers, <laughs> but yes. those deaths were final. Come on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yes, it happens. Like there's a sparring session between Jude Law and Captain Marvel. Yep. Like it, yep. it just it happens all the time. Uh, also, women usually only fight other women. Yeah. I mean, if, if you have a woman on your team, there's going to be a woman on the bad guys team. And we saw that like in Fast and the Furious was the first one I thought of. Don't get me wrong. It was a badass fight sequence with Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah. But it's always the like, well, you know, here's a woman. You're going to fight the woman. And that was the same in uh, like we had a was it uh, Black Widow fighting like the, the female alien. In, yeah. Uh, was it Endgame? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Yeah. 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 It was when they ended up uh, uh, when they first uh, came back when you saw Cap back mm-hmm. and all of that. I mean. 
especially if if you look at stuff like yeah, they'll have like the women's matches in wrestling, but now a lot of the indie stuff have been taking to do the intergender matches, mm-hmm. and it's just to show that the level of skill that they have for one another. And sure, it's predetermined, but also hey, movies are as well, so you can do this where you have a dude fighting a chick because they should be able to be at the same level uh, of skill. Yeah, maybe one is stronger than the other, but there are other ways to determine how good someone is at quote unquote combat. Yeah, and I mean, we see this in uh, The Incredibles 2, spoiler alert, Elastigirl gets the spotlight in this movie, and the least shocking twist of all time, the secret villain turns out to be a woman. Come on! We also see it in Mission Impossible, Total Recall, Die Another Day, and Dread, as well as in Van Helsing. Do you remember that one with uh, Hugh Jackman? I tried to uh, forget that one. I actually liked it, but I was also... Like, like four? 13. <laughs> okay, okay. Because, I mean, that was... Yeah, so, don't go back and look at that CGI, guys. Yeah, it is so not, bad. It's not good. It but wasn't it, good then. But in Van Helsing, Anna, who's like the love interest kind mm-hmm. of like badass chick, is told via a freaking prophecy that she is going to kill Dracula. But she only gets to kill his bride. Boring. Like, and they even said, hell, even in freaking Mean Girls, has Lindsay Lohan <laughs> algebra duel the only other girl on the opposing math team. Wait, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mean Girls was, you know, what, 90s, 2000s? It was like probably 2000s. Yeah, yeah, probably at that one, yeah. And uh, (sighs) the last one on this is action movie characters keep forgetting that guns exist. Don't tell that to John Wick. I was going to say. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's the only one I don't think does. Uh, But like they were actually mentioned in uh, John Wick 3, bad guys help him out by conveniently forgetting they were armed five seconds ago. Instead, respectfully laying aside their guns to pick up knives or going for the slap. Yeah, going for the slap. That's what they said. I need to watch John Wick 3. I miss that one. It's either a slap or that's a slang term young people are using. I I think I've heard some young people say slap. I think the slaps is something else entirely on that one. I don't know. I don't understand young people. Yeah, or is it claps? Slaps, claps. Something about slaps. I don't don't know. If you guys know young people, let me know. (laughs) If you know young people, let me know. (laughs) Uh, Because I don't. Oh, man. Well, maybe we'll get to some actual movies next week, but we still love the geek sheets. Well, until next time, guys, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.